Hello and welcome to the show. Uh, sorry for all the technical difficulties. I am going to have a mission uh, because uh, I wasn't exactly ready to go live, but we'll make it work. We're here to talk about Jonathan Majors uh, and a lot of other things. Jonathan Majors obviously has had a big week um, because this week he was found guilty of charges related to the incident with his girlfriend uh, that happened earlier in the year. Um, I guess it would have been would have been before Ant-Man and the Wasp came out. So that might have even yeah. been it's early on, last right? year, whatever it was. Uh, on December 18th, Majors was found guilty on two charges, harassment and third-degree reckless assault. Within hours of that news dropping, Marvel made an announcement of their own. They were done with Jonathan Majors. Hmm. And this leaves a hole in the MCU as Majors Kang was slated to be the big bad of the next set of Avengers films. So, of course, the big question is, where does Marvel go from here? Now, I want to say up front that obviously we know, um, you know, there is a victim in this case. And um, this conversation that we're going to have is not meant to be in poor taste, if you will. But this is a podcast that is about comics and comic book movies and things of that nature. So our focus is going to be mostly on how this affects the MCU. That being said, um, I have a lot of complicated feelings about this entire situation. Um, he was found guilty on two charges, like I said. Hmm. Not guilty on two other charges, which I think is also important to know. Um, and I saw the video. I don't know if you guys ended up watching it, but there's a video of Majors and his girlfriend from that night. And I'm not, I wasn't on the jury. I'm not a lawyer. I looked at it and I said, this looks like a guy who's trying to escape a situation. Oh, the him like running from the car and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm. Um, it seems like he was um, not trying to escalate, but it's a limited amount of footage. We really don't know. I don't know if the jury saw more than what we did. Just not enough information. Mm. And so because of that, I feel very conflicted about this, and this isn't the place for me to really delve too deeply into that. Um, it's also frustrating. Obviously, it's a very different situation, but it's frustrating the way that this has gone down versus the way that, say, it went down with Ezra Miller. Yeah. Um, and even Johnny Depp fairly, you know, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard fairly recently. Yeah, the larger sphere of these kind of situations. Yeah. So we'll leave, I guess, we'll leave the majority of that part to CNN or TMZ or whoever it is that feels like they want to cover all that. But Jonathan Majors was fired by Marvel. So oh. that is a done deal. That is a done deal. But... We don't have a Kang anymore. The MCU is Kangless. And what we're here to discuss is what happens next. 
You know, like where do we go from here? I saw a rumor that someone said he had in his contract that no one else could play Kang. Do you know anything about that? No. Interesting. That would hmm. Nice. That would definitely complicate things. That would complicate them immensely if that's the case. But I I feel like that would that's too proactive on his part in the sense yeah. of like trying to secure this for the long haul kind of thing. Amin says Marvel has not made an official announcement. Sure. It's all over the place. Normally, I feel like Marvel, DC, well, Marvel in particular, a lot of the times when things come out about what's going on over there in their camp, they don't make an announcement. Um, you know, when they replaced uh, 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 Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle, I don't recall Marvel saying, okay, Don Cheadle, or this dude's fired. They just said Don Cheadle's hired. So I feel like we can take this as gospel. I don't think that there's any chance he's not going to be fired if he's not officially fired. Um, We wouldn't have found out about that so quick if it didn't come from from on high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's done. Um, The big question is, do they continue with the Kang saga? Or do they scrap it all together? uh, Kale brought up the idea that Majors had it in his contract that no one else could play the character. I suppose that even though that sounds crazy, and my inclination is to say that that's not real, Hmm. at the same time, when you're dealing with variants as they are, when you look at every other iteration of variants across the MCU, the only case that I can think of, well, I guess you have like Captain America, but like the only real case, um, since they introduced that concept has been that Kang, Jonathan Majors is the only person to be him. You know, we've seen various Lokis that were all different people. Um, but, but, but Kang is Kang. And so while I'm not sure if I believe that it's not unbelievable. It's definitely not. I mean, um, hmm. I think, the now it's a search for a replacement and we'll get some sort of like whatever they've shot i'm sure that they uh can you know piece together something and you know edit the word so that he's like this is a variant and now like a new variant kind of takes over see mm-hmm. if we had if actors had uh uh provided their rights to oh boy oh <laughs> fuck man come on <laughs> Um, I I think I think the easiest thing is just find somebody else, pay pay him a, a day's worth to be like, yo, I need you to say these lines and say actually there are variants in the rest of the universe. Okay, bye. Nah, nah. Why would that would be ridiculous? Why would they bring him back after they fired him? Just to, just to make that line, just to do like uh, Marco. He was fired for domestic abuse. They're not going to hire him again. To do a line. If they want to recast. Which at this point. I think is the way to go. Mm. I, I don't think. I think that. It just it just makes things inside the MCU. Too weird. If they scrap the whole Kang thing. After they've been building to it. Yeah. It, it hasn't lit the world on fire. We know that. But it's what they have. 
It's what they've been going towards. And I truly believe that the Kang story they've been building has been good. I'm really interested. I don't know if anyone caught Loki season two, but, you know, uh, Kang's all over the place. It's Victor Timely, right? It's not like Kang Kang. But that that was a really cool and interesting story, and I don't want them to drop it. But didn't didn't they uh, sort of put a a bit of a bow on it too? So like, if they dropped it, like it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like the massive Kang arc they had planned. But they, uh, you know, it's not awful. If yeah, the way Loki season two ends, if they really, really wanted to say we're just done with Kang outright, they could, and I guess they could get away with it because it ends yeah. in such a way. Well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who is now reinvigorated to want to go and watch Loki. Um, you could, you could theoretically do that. Watch a a guy guilty of domestic abuse on uh, on screen for. Eight straight episodes. Right. Yikes. I don't know. It doesn't really. <laughs> um, go ahead, Marco. Um, I I mean, I think, yeah, recast makes the most sense. Um, it, it's just, this would be the first time that, oh, I guess not the first time because Don Cheadle too, but like a, a lead lead, like uh, one of the huge players They've they've made all those um, in what was it? I think it was in um, in Ant Man where they they showed like the the entire stadium's worth of like yeah. other kings and stuff like um, that's all new assets to be done and, and new editing and I, I mean like thing I think also things are just going to be delaying movies now as well because they have to re figure out what how do they how do they write these other this new actor in to some degree. Um, how do you make it plausible that you know the, this individual looks different? What? Why? Why? Why would they have to do that? Yeah, I mean the the Avengers films are still five years out. They're not even written yet. They're not going to go back and retroactively change the way that Kang looks. That they, they've they've well, never done that. They're not going to go and go to Ant Man and the Wasp and take every single scene and put Terrence Howard or Don Cheadle or whoever in over Jonathan Majors. Mm. That's done. This is about what happens going forward. Yeah. And yeah, maybe that is awkward. I mean, it is awkward, right? But but what else can you do? Like, this is the situation that they're in. Someone in the chat brought up, you know, who would even want to take that role on? Um, And that's that I think is probably the bigger consideration. You can always find, you can always find an actor, but yeah. can they find the person who's going to portray the role best? Can mm -hmm. they find someone to fill the, the shoes of Jonathan Majors? Which, if we're talking about pure acting, that man was acting his ass off. That dude ate. Yeah. Yeah. In in Loki season one, he was like the highlight of the episode he was in like he capped that show yeah and he does a great job in season two as yeah. well and yeah. ant-man and the wasp quantum mania for as much as a lot of people didn't like it i i didn't think he was the problem i i thought right. he was great he yeah. and michelle pfeiffer carried that movie yeah 
Yeah. Uh, Atomic Count says, since Jonathan Majors is out, how about Lee Majors? <laughs> I don't know if a race swap is what is on order. Well, this- listen, we got to make him comic book accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, now's the time to focus on comedy. Yeah, accuracy. right. Um, yeah, and Pete uh, Pete Fultz says season two of Loki is really worth the watch. I I thought it was real good. I, I really mm. did. Um, I haven't been able to keep up. It's it, it didn't have the same kind of like energy or fervor as it once did. The first two episodes were for me dragged, and I was I lost a bit of interest. Is it is it worth going back though? Like like uh, I guess are, are things being revealed in such a way that Kang is being further integrated into the universe, or is he just making appearances for the sake of like the plot and story? Like I said before, it ends in a way where you could get you could stop the Kang stuff if you wanted to, mm-hmm. but I don't really want to spoil anything else. Um, if they just didn't want to, if they just didn't want to use them, they could not use them. Sure. Um, some people in chat saying drop Kang. I see, I see quite a bit of that. You know what's bugged me out over the last week? This is so strange to me because mm. we've known about Kang being the big bad of the MCU for a long time, and then all of a sudden, everybody's the biggest Kang fan of all time. Then Jonathan Majors gets dropped as Kang, and I'm not saying this about anybody in the chat, but like, I see so many people saying, Oh. By the way, Kang was never that cool of a villain anyway. Like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who are you? F. Kang has existed since way before Jonathan Majors got the role. You just found out about the character or whatever, and now you think you're the biggest Kang expert to say, yeah, the character was never that cool. Who really likes Kang anyway? A lot of people like Kang. A lot of people love Kang. Forget about Jonathan Majors. We're talking about a character that has existed since maybe even before Majors was alive. Probably. Yeah. So he's not the only factor. There are a lot of people who would love to see the Kang story continue. Remember, the MCU, (laughs) as far as we know, is going to exist in perpetuity. Yeah. It ain't going anywhere anytime soon. (laughs) As bad as people want to see it burned down, that's not happening. They have Disney money. So what that means is that for a lot of these characters, it's going to be one and done. This is our chance. They're not going to do Kang again and give it another shot in 10 years. It's over. So if we don't get it now, we're not getting it. I don't know, though. That's the attitude right now. But eventually, they're going to have to reboot. They're going to have to. If they think they're going to keep going, you know, and so say, say Kang stops and we pivot to doom or Annihilus or whatever, you know, maybe once the air has cleared with the Jonathan major stuff, I'm not saying they recast Jonathan major, certainly, uh, you know, but they may, you know, in 15 years or whatever, geez, that may not even be a long enough timeline. Yeah, they they you know they bring Kang back in the same way that they do in the comics. You know, it's just like oh, this is Kang doing a different a different time thing in a different time way and wibbly wobbly. Bob's your uncle, not Uncle Bob. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I know you didn't mean it like that. Um, he says, I still think Kang is a BC tier villain. I mean, that's personal opinion. Like, a lot of people love Kang. It really doesn't matter if he's a B or C tier villain because the fact of the matter is that people love him. So he's a beloved character by many. I mean, you couldn't... Everybody on the internet was the biggest Kang fan on Earth when Jonathan Majors was announced to play the role. It just is what it is. Um, I would love to see the story continue. There are great interactions that it can happen with Doctor Doom, for example. Mm. Who people want to see, you know, sort of take on the mantle of the big bad. Um, that would be awesome. You know, that would be really great. So I would love to not lose that. But let's say for the sake of argument, that Marvel cannot find an actor to take on the character or they simply just don't want to go down that road anymore. What happens next? What do you do? Can I, can I read you a, a, a synopsis a, a, friend, a friend of mine pitched? Sure. Um, they said... Uh, this is the perfect time to introduce the Silver Surfer. Uh, have him traverse the multiverse, hunting down Kangs and eradicating them for failing Galactus, however, and then proving to be a threat uh, and uh, uh, slash betraying him. Eradicating them for failing Galactus or proving to be a threat and betraying Galactus, I think. That way you get rid of the Kang stuff and show how scary powerful the Silver Surfer is. And then when Galactus does show up, show how he's the only hope for the multiverse when he does turn against Galactus. Interesting. The Silver Surfer turning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, you know, and then he eventually partners with the Fantastic Four. Mm. That that's that's sort of compelling. I think I think um, the 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 problem in my mind with that, and it's the problem with with pivoting in any direction, is that, you know, the slate of films is what it is, and it's not changing. Yes, Avengers five can become something different than Kang's Dynasty, but Avengers five is coming. They're not. There's no chance or time to insert another movie in the margins. Right. So they have the room that they have. You got and, and these are the movies that I think can best be utilized to switch stuff up. And of course, you always have end credit scenes and things like that. But Avengers five. Right. Can be anything. It doesn't have to be Kang Dynasty. They haven't set up. They haven't set that up. They haven't set up Kang Dynasty. And we have Fantastic Four. And Secret Wars. Those are the movies where I think you have the ability to do bigger things. But they're coming out in that order, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, and before that, you've got shit like Thunderbolts. What can you really do with that? Yeah, especially on that multi-span, uh, multi multiversal span, yeah. Right. So how, where, where do you have the opportunity to pivot in another direction? Everybody says Doom. Do you really, like, uh, honestly, do you really want them to hot shot Doom and give him the biggest moment in Doom's life, right? The big story is the Secret War story. Do you mm. really want to hot shot that? 
and then burn the character. Not that he can never be used again, but you know how it is in the MCU. Yeah, because right. that's what it'll be. It'll be a one shot. <clears throat> I don't want that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I think I think using a new character. Damn. But then you're not getting but you're not getting this guy back to to finish up to tie up loose ends. So like you you damned if you do and if you don't. Yeah. I think I think this is another brick in the wall for Marvel to be honest. Marvel has had a string of losses and perception has been really rough for Marvel over the last couple years, I guess. Yeah. And this is just the thing that they did not need to happen. Because it like Marco said, damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's almost nothing they can do right. Because if they recast the character, people are going to say, "Oh, you know, I don't want this reminder of majors and this is too awkward and it's going to be a comparison between the actor they cast and majors. Then they're going to bring up T'Challa. You can recast Jonathan Majors. You can't recast T'Challa. It's just a lot. And then on the other side, if you choose to go in a different direction, nothing's going to feel organic because it's not the plan. It hasn't been the plan. But you can't stick to the plan anymore. Like, like people have to realize that regardless, they're 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 gonna have a bad taste in their mouth because of this fallout. Fucking DC did. <clears throat> did they? Yeah. Well, they just kind of. We got two off. flashes. <laughs> they did. in the same movie. That's right. They stuck to the plan and didn't <laughs> didn't mess with it. <laughs> like they didn't give a damn. Full steam ahead. Yeah. And, and it was a movie in the can, you know. It, it is a different situation, but you know they didn't they didn't worry about it. You know they just said, okay, this is what we have. This is what we're going with. Honestly, just reboot the MCU. Come on, man. Nah, bro, you can't do that. Come on. At least that's, not at this point. Yeah, that's not that's not happening. It's not realistic. Let's be let's be serious. So because they lost Jonathan Majors as Kane, they're going to reboot the whole MCU, the most profitable. This is what I don't understand. This is what I, I'll never understand. The MCU is the most profitable franchise in the history of film, and yet people think that Marvel and Disney are going to just be like, yeah, let's end it. Because you're over it, they're going to end it? That's so silly. You haven't read a Marvel comic? Yeah, that's, that's, that's not happening. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, the the new issue one is bound to to come out for any character next week. Even Marvel Comics has never rebooted officially. Like they've never had a hard reboot, mm. as far as I know. Unless you count Heroes Reborn. That's what I was gonna say. Is that a hard reboot though? Because it's not a, it's not, it's not fresh. Like mm. it's, it's, it's in the aftermath of something. Yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, my thing isn't certainly isn't a. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying they'll you know reboot yet, but you know around the same time as they're gonna need to recast a Steve Rogers and uh, you know a Tony Stark, then they can think about you know Kang again in my earlier scenario. Yeah, I I wonder about that now, 
uh, Kevin Feige just came out and said a few weeks ago, we didn't cover it here, but he talked about how, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a major rumor that um, they were going to bring back Tony Stark. They are going to bring yeah. Robert Downey oh, yeah. Jr. back. Yeah. Kevin Feige said that's not going to happen. You know, we worked hard to get to that place of his death having meaning and value, and we don't want to undercut that by bringing him back. So I I think in that case, they're playing for keeps. And I'm not so sure anymore, as I was before, that we'll ever see Tony Stark again. Just eventually they're going to run out of stuff. <laughs> like they're burning through it. Like in another 20 years, we're going to have, uh, you know, the the reflection of, oh, look, look at where some of these people are kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they're, they're so, so, okay. If you look at the MCU, right, you look at the Marvels, you look at what's been happening, even bigger than the Kang story. Cause I do feel like that hasn't risen to the front of, of the storytelling quite yet. We saw him in Loki. We saw him in it. Mm. The bigger thing that they've been playing towards as far as I, as far as I'm concerned is that the multiverse is breaking down. That, that yeah. there's a big problem. We've got the incursions and everything else. So if you really want to go away from Kang, because clearly the Kang's war was going to happen concurrently with the multiverse breaking. And we know how they influenced that and whatever, but it's not happening just because of them. So if you just want to ignore that completely and go full steam ahead on the multiverse breaking down, Secret Wars can be about exactly that. It can be about the fact that the incursions are just happening too much. This Earth, 616, is at risk. And it's at risk of dying to the only other Earth that still exists, which is the Foxverse Earth. Mm. And then those two crash together, and now they have to fight to see which Earth will, will stand in the end. Type of thing. Put him up. I think the bigger and I, and by the way, I think that was probably always going to happen. The bigger question mark is what happens with Avengers Five. What does that movie become when it had a very specific destiny to be Kang centric? It was all about Kang, and presumably where they were going to beat him. Mm. Where do you go with that now? And I I don't believe in Doom. I don't believe that you just hot shot him into being the villain of five. I don't believe you hot shot Galactus. So if Kang is off the table, where do you go? Do you just cancel that movie altogether? I don't think they can do that, but you have to go cosmic, right? Like do something big enough to warrant, you know, uh, a, a multiversal either repair or reboot in a sense, not necessarily full reboot, but, oh, you know, every, everything was a dream, you know, that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, but someone you can, uh, you know, like you say, hot shot at the same time. Mephisto might be a decent way to go there, you know? Uh, I mean, the presumably Young Avengers are right around the corner. Uh, maybe it's a matter of, doing a hard pivot to the next generation and 
seeing what what villains they can they can fight against and um, how they can learn from the previous Avengers to to do good in the world and that's for me maybe a big enough story the way you can pass the baton and not and worry a bit less about um, and having to try to fumble with the rest of what's currently going on in the universe. It's not a terrible idea, actually. Maybe for Young Avengers, do Iron Lad. In the comics, Iron Lad is Kang as a, I don't know, a teenager or whatever. Mm. Get some young kid who maybe kind of looks like Jonathan Majors to be Iron Lad in Young Avengers. Shrink that, uh, the amount of time that's passing in the MCU let him grow up just a little bit more, you know, to a full-fledged actor, make him real Kang, and then, boom, we've solved the Kang problem. You're saying have Avengers 5 be Iron Lad as a part of the Young Avengers, time passes, that he ages, he becomes the real Kang, and then the Young Avengers have to beat him. I'm not even saying make that uh, Avengers 5. That's like that's what the the story should turn into. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I think that makes sense, honestly. And then you can kind of address. You'll knock out two birds with one stone. Uh, get rid of majors. Still have the A version. Well, it's, it's they're all variants. So still have a Kang, and um, you can kind of do what you want with that new iteration. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Secret Wars is a very easy movie to make. I think Avengers Five is a lot harder. Yeah, it does. It just doesn't have a clear direction now. The clear direction for that particular movie definitely feels like Kang. Um, I really don't know what you can do. I mean, they've got the Century in Thunderbolts. Um, so maybe. You know, they're introducing him there. We don't know if the Void is going to be in the MCU. I assume so. So maybe you can do the Void. Maybe it's the Avengers having to team up again to stop the Void from destroying the Earth. That makes sense. And maybe his power is so great that it further damages the fabric of time and space in the multiverse. And that's what cracks the, the universal door, the multiversal door open. Well, I, I don't even need, think we need a reason because in um, uh, the last Spider-Man movie, um, they had uh, they've already had instances of the cracking of universes, like the crossing over of those things, and so, I mean, you can probably just bank and play off of that. Spider-Man, I mean Doctor Strange, the Marvels, you know they've been dealing with this for a long time, yeah. and in the Marvels, well. It's uh, it's a spoiler, but that movie's been out. I don't care. Um, In the Marvels, you know, they do crack a hole in in the multiverse. Um, And it gets sealed, but there's a weakness there. And I think if something else happens, I think one more thing has to happen to just, you know, make it real. And it has to happen in a movie that everybody's going to watch. Because what happened in the Marvels, I don't even know how many people in this chat know what I just said. Yeah. So it has to happen in a movie that everybody sees. Avengers 5 is a great place to do that. 
I really don't I really really can't think of another clean way to make this work. Because remember, Secret Wars is is fine. That movie will work on the basis of the fact that you're going to have Hugh Jackman th- theoretically, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine in it, you know, versus Tom Holland Spider-Man or maybe Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Who knows, right? You can do anything. How are we getting there? What's the road to Secret Wars? That, to me, is the biggest question. And Marvel has to figure out how to answer that with something compelling. They can't just throw some shit at the screen. If an Avengers movie sucks, this whole thing is blown. Yeah, that's it. And I think they know that. Like the uh, the the comedy writers that have been on you know, Ant-Man and uh, all the rest have sort of taken a step back willingly or unwillingly on the Avengers films. And it seems like Marvel realizes there's there's got to be some gravity. Yeah. Get fucking Kenneth Branagh in there. Yeah, dude. Get Yeah, get some heavy-duty directors. I saw, um, I saw that Sam Raimi was on a short list. Yeah. Well, well, Which, well. I don't. I I don't think I would be mad about that, but I, he's not, he wouldn't be the first person to come to mind. Not my first, second, or third. But what are you going to do? I don't think he'd be mine either, to be honest. And I like the guy. <laughs> I do too. I just didn't like Doctor Strange. Those Spider-Man movies he made were incredible, and I even like Spider-Man Three. I could watch it right now. I tell you. We just got oh Atomic Hound, you are amazing. Thank you so yeah. much, Atomic Hound with the twenty spot. What's the MC? What the MCU must avoid? Avengers: The Crossing with a young Tony Stark at the end would be at least a big movie disaster, as it was in the comics, and that contributed to their nineties bankruptcy. Happy holidays, pals. Thank you so much. Happy holiday to you too, Atomic Hound. Happy holidays to everybody that listens to this show. Uh, really, really appreciate you guys. You guys make this doable. You're the reason why um, we do this. Thank the you so much. The reason for the season. Nice. That's right. Uh, it's a shame that's straight where the MCU is heading, though. <laughs> like, Yeah. I, I, man, it's so crazy. Like, 10 years from now, sorry, 10 years from now, whether the MCU is around or not, we're going to look back on this time. The last three years and think, wow, what a, what an era, because it's like a series of unfortunate events that have really damaged the brand in a way that I really just yeah. didn't think was possible because of how strong it was. Think of, think about what happened in the last three years Yeah, and tell me how much of this was Marvel's fault. Disney Plus and the mandate for television shows. COVID which screwed up the whole, you know, MCU. I mean, my God, by now, I think we were supposed to have Avengers 5 already. Probably, yeah. I think it was originally supposed to be like a 2023-24 thing. I, I, I'm i not 100% sure about that. But we had that, right? Jonathan Majors and everything that's gone on with him. The strike, both oh, yeah. strikes, that's right. which have pushed pushed things back. So all of those are things that have nothing to do with Marvel. Like it's not a it's not a failure of their of their effort or planning. It's not like Black Widow. Right. Well, hey. It's not like Eternals. 
I I think if anything, we're lucky that Endgame and Infinity War happened when they did. Yep. Because had they crossed that 2020 Rubicon, boy, we would uh, that era would have ended. We may not even be here. Yeah. If that happened. We yeah. Would, we would have been literally living in that five year gap. It's it's crazy how how like and and think about it. Twenty eighteen Infinity War, twenty nineteen Endgame. How rare is that? Yeah, yeah. I I'm sure Kevin Feige at some point in the in the intervening time has had to say yo. I mean he didn't say yo, but you know <laughs> like thank fuck, thank fuck we did that. Thank fuck we put those actors through hell and made them make two movies at once. Thank goodness we put those editors through hell and made them edit two movies at once. Thank fuck. What a different world we'd be living in. Yep. And then they did COVID. Oh, no, you said that it wasn't them. That's right. No, that's well known by now. Oh, right, right. right. Marvel's fault. Well, Disney's fault. Marvel doesn't have that kind of money. That's right. Started in a small lab in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> it's cra- It's crazy. It's it was crazy. the bat from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no, I think of Anastasia. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, well. I don't think that I don't think that there's a clean a clean answer to this. I really don't. I, I think it's gonna I, I think it's gonna suck either way. And not not yeah. in the my usual skepticism, but like I think whatever happens is gonna be awkward and it's gonna, you know they're gonna take a hit again. Yeah. And I, I know we've talked about like the MCU being maybe one movie away from being good again or like really needing something to knock it out of the park. Man, this is this is knocked that expectation down a bit. Like now they really need to do something. I feel like the next thing that they do coming out of the Kang stuff uh, or the major stuff rather is knock something out of the park. Really blow people out of the water because all of the controversy here plus the the feeling of diminishing value for Marvel, uh, I think is all going to contribute to long-term problems, especially if they want to continue this, and it will be a perpetual machine. And the fucked up thing about that is due to, of course, the nature of the way that film and television are made, they have no ability to really react to any of this. Like, they're not, they they don't have the ability to say, okay, we're going to switch it up. We're not going to make this movie. We're going to make, we're going to make a movie that's going to blow everyone away, you know, based on the response that we have had. They can't do that. You know, Mm -hmm. next up is, is Deadpool, I think, or Thunderbolts. Yeah. Those movies are, it is what it is. You know, the slate is what it is. So I really feel like they're between a rock and a hard place, and it sucks because I have never, ever, ever loved movies um, and a saga the way that I have this. And it's like, man, I don't, I don't want it to go out with a whimper. You know, I don't want it to be something to where we look at and say, what if, you know, what if these mistakes weren't made? What if not COVID? What if this, that, and the third? You know, that's that's an unfortunate 
thought. Season three. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, you know, I I think, you know, we were lucky to get the, you know, what, 12 years of films we did. Yeah. And they were all, you know, for the most part, fairly strong and all contributed to one big arc. I, I, I think that the, uh, maybe the, maybe the expectation should have been that they should have taken a, a bit more of a break, you know? In between, uh, in between the, the end game stuff? To, to recombobulate and replan, yeah. you know? I mean, they had a plan. Well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They, they had, see, until it fell apart. We see how the we. I mean, it is what it is, though. Like right. that just happens. But they had a plan. Um, it's 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 really a bummer. Uh, I trust Marvel when they are pressured, though, when they need to succeed. I feel they make better products. I think that because of all of the projects that they have had to make over the last three years, Feige's been stretched thin. I think a lot of the people who make the magic happen have been stretched in. And I think that, you know, they pivoted away from grabbing on to, you know, great directors and great writers who really brought this stuff to life. When you look at the TV shows, like, you know, I think you can see it most with the action scenes. They just don't really feel big or special. And we know that they have some second unit that just makes generic action scenes these shows didn't even have showrunners that's a joke that's it that's that's crazy um and now they can make those changes we know that they're not doing that going forward but echo's already made yep you know they're dropping that shit they're dropping that shit all at once and and my assumption is because no one cares to sit around and wait week to week for Marvel shows right now. Well, and it's also a character that nobody cares about. That, yeah, that's true. That nobody knows, you know? Echo? Like, what? Before Daredevil? Yeah. Well, before Daredevil. Come on. It's true. And I, I think that's been a major problem. Is like, you're giving people things they don't care about. And it's hard because... Who cared about Iron Man before, you know, 2008? Yeah. Um, but yeah. we care about him now. We care about Cap now. We care about Hulk, Thor. We care about these characters now. And they're trying to give us characters that we don't necessarily care about. Echo was cool on the show that she was in, Hawkeye. She was cool. But when we're already, like, kind of tired of the shows, why are you giving us a show about... An, an ancillary character from a show. Hawkeye's an ancillary character from the fucking Avengers, okay? Yep. Like, yep. there's a reason why you make a Hawkeye show, and people were questioning that. But it's viable. You, you could buy a Hawkeye show. Why would I want a show about a character who was ancillary in another ancillary character show? What are we doing? Hmm. What are we doing here? Even, even a Kingpin show. Like, that would... Like, wh why, why not that? You know, like big, yeah, uh, and and 
to think about the people that like they use to make these like to make these things the the production teams behind them all the time that gets invested there like that could be going towards uh bolstering another movie or something that maybe has longer term value for them not just well yeah this is a character that you know you saw in and you saw in something and maybe we think you might be interested because if we put it out we think that you're going to be interested in that can I just say I love to see the chat filled with green names. You VI pals are are amazing. Really, really appreciate you all so much. And even if you're not a channel member, thank you for being here. Um, smash the like button. As ever, we have a draft to do today, and we have to reach the goal. So let's uh, let's keep it light. Let's do 20. We can do 20. Let's keep it light. I want to make sure we have some fun today. Um, so thank you, guys. Um, Hendrick Perry says... I know that we're wondering how to replace the villain, but I wonder about trying to replace the dynamic of Cap versus Iron Man. We don't quite have the hero versus hero dynamic this time around. I'll do you one better. Because that, the dynamic of them, you know, being at odds, um, you know, was introduced in Avengers and then obviously furthered in Age of Ultron and everything like that. We don't have any interaction between heroes right now. Mm-mm. Nope. Not even an not even an antagonistic one. We don't have it at all, and that's been a major, in my opinion, a major major problem. It was so exciting, you know, when you got to Avengers, and then you get to see all these characters, you know, playing around and interacting with each other. It was so fun, and the Marvels had that to a degree because you know it's fun to see these characters play off each other. I've been looking forward to. Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel being on screen together for some time. But what we're feeling is the lack of Avengers. Hmm. It's lack, not a, as fun. A lack of bigger things that make the 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 universe feel connected. Yeah. Right. And can I point out, because I love to point shit like this out, how many people said and continue to say, oh, I want less interaction between the characters. I want more solo stories. I don't want a connected universe. Yeah, well, Marvel heard you years ago, and that's why we're in the shitty situation that we're in. You said that's what? not what's fun about comics, about superhero comics. You want Echo? Nice. We got it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I guess Kingpin's going to be in that one. So, if if Marvel and DC's characters in the comics never interacted, if that was always how it was, there would not currently be a Marvel and DC. So please stop it. Please stop it. Use your brain. Yeah, that that's that's ridiculous. You simply don't like it. But to say that it shouldn't be that way is asinine. It's There's just no way. It's literally comics. Like you can't yeah. you can't remove that. Right. So hopefully now everybody understands why we need to have Avengers movies. To me, there should be an Avengers movie in theaters every three years. How many years have been going? There been, oh yeah, they've, 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 been, it's been 12 years. We've had four. Okay. MS. We're due. Yeah. We're overdue. Yeah. Like, te- technically not by the math, I guess. We're not overdue. It's four years. It's sure, been sure, sure. But we know we're not getting one until still <laughs> for another um f- 
four, two or three years. Yeah, like yeah. twenty twenty seven. I think is the next one. Twenty six. Twenty six. That's crazy. Yeah, Kang Dynasty was twenty six. Yeah, and and that was the, that next. Fuck man. Oh man. Hard pivot, dude. I'm not so sure that the MCU will still be something that people really, really care about in 2027. It may not be a thing that exists in 2027. They'll they'll get through this. We will see Secret Wars. We will see Secret Wars. But after that, big question marks. Big question marks. How they have it moved forward on the X-Men. Yeah. Hmm. Where is it at? Well, I mean, the Miss Marvel stuff is building up to it. Like, there's there's inklings there and uh, overdue, but they're they're starting to plant the seed. And I like that they're planting the seed. Like they're they have it an idea, maybe not for the long term. And I think that's something similar to what they did with um, Thanos, where it's like you get little snippets, you get little bits, you you set the the pieces up. So that way, ultimately, you get to the match. Yeah, but we're just, we're not there anymore. Like, we need something. Yeah, yeah. It like, just feels can't, dry. can't wait. Yeah, it's it's rough right now. Atomic Hound says the MCU malaise will affect the DCU launch because many normies don't know the difference. I think that's true as well. I think a lot of people don't know the difference. They don't care the difference. They just want to see superhero movies if you know if they're inclined. Um, and I think DC, to be honest with you, though, I think more than being impacted by Marvel, DC's impacted by themselves. Because Aqu- Aquaman, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, not a review, but just we're going to chat about it. Um, that movie's doing really bad. Damn. And it's another in a string of DC movies that really did not perform very well. And so are people going to care? when it comes time for Superman legacy about DC? I hope so. Amon says, if Superman legacy fails, we may see the actual twilight of the superheroes. (laughs) (laughs) Get Alan Moore back somehow for that. That's good. Uh, Uh, I think think that that's a little different because we're shifting eras of creative direction. Um. And... The word of, the word of mouth may be good for James Gunn's stuff, yeah. But the question is, will that be enough to carry it? Sure. Right. Yeah. And you sure. know, people people may be excited to go see a uh, a blockbuster film, but it might not be a superhero one. Hmm. I think I think we'll we'll talk more about DC a little bit later. We'll get into the we'll get into the Aquaman thing a little later, and I really want to do a post mortem on uh, this DCU, the Snyderverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I can't believe it's over. But normally, guys, when we talk about the MCU, you know, I'm generally positive. No matter what's going on, I generally come on here, and ultimately, I come down on the side of things will work out. Today, I'm having trouble with that. I'm having trouble. I think, you know, look, is Jonathan Majors the be-all, end-all of acting? No. You can honestly, you can recast, and it's it's fine. 
but I just think it's another brick in the wall. I just think it's more water under the bridge. I think that audiences are losing their patience and losing their interest, and Marvel doesn't have anything in the tuck to really bring us back. Deadpool is it. That's it. If Deadpool does not hit, if it doesn't click, that's how you'll know for a fact that things are different now. Because a Deadpool movie has worked. It's it's worked twice. It's worked twice. And this one is banking on nostalgia. Hard. Yeah. Exactly. Hugh Jackman. Supposedly Tobey Maguire. I've seen rumors that uh, Ben Affleck is in it. And also um, Jennifer Jennifer Garner. Garner. Yep. So we'll <laughs> the see C- the CWification of the MCU. Woof! Please Woof. no. Listen, they, their bud- the budgets are too big for it to ever look that bad. Uh, that's what you think. <laughs> I've never seen anything look as bad as um, man, that Batwoman. Uh, I, the flat yeah, that Batwoman. Woo! That was rough. But that uh, that. Train chase explosion in season one of Loki that that looked as bad as any CW scene I've ever seen, and I watched a lot of the CW. You know what? I don't remember that, so I can't argue with you. I don't even remember that scene. <laughs> Burned out of my memory. I, I liked Loki. I liked Loki season one and two. I thought they were great. I, in fact, uh, Kale, I I think you well, I don't know. I don't want to tell you what you'll like, but. I, I don't know. I thought there was there was a lot to enjoy in Loki season two. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, I need to turn back to it. I gave up on it. I think I should give it another chance. Yeah, why not? What's up, Jay? Welcome to the show. You just missed our big conversation about Jonathan Majors. We have a lot more show to do, though. We are not done by a long shot. There is so much more to get into and talk about. We're going to talk about Aquaman, of course. Uh, some big... X-Men news, comics-related X-Men news we're going to get into. We finally know when the reboot is occurring. Or the relaunch, rather. I don't like to use the word reboot uh, when associated with Marvel. But, um, uh, yeah, we know about that. And, uh, of course, we've got a draft to do as long as you guys get us where we need to go as far as our likes goal. Um, We do want to get to 20 likes, so make sure you smash that like button as we move forward. Want to mention patreon.com slash the comics pals. And I'm very excited to do that today because I come on here every week. And I talk to you guys about our Patreon page to tell you that we've got a lot of great stuff there. And we, and we uh, you know, we appreciate all your support and, and all that. Today, I have the pleasure of being able to add not one, not two, but three names to the pals verse damn holy cow holy cow indeed holy cow indeed so as you guys know for joining our patreon at a a particular tier the i shall become a pal tier you get a nickname and a shout out on this very show so without further ado i want to say a special shout out to the best pals in the universe thunderstruck rebecca alejandro the hound of justice atomic hound starcross catherine stars and joining us in that tier is relentless 
Ryan Murphy. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. So, Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy is a man who always wanted to go fast. He always wanted to do things quicker than everybody else. He always loved running, you know, not walking where he wanted to go, running where he wanted to go. You know, his parents always used to tell him to slow down. We can take life a little bit easier than that. But he couldn't. He couldn't do that. That's not how he works. You know, as he got older, took on track, kept running, 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 running. What's he running from? What's he running to? Mm. Well, as a youth, he kind of went off the beaten path and he ran into some trouble. He ran into some people who aren't the best, and he got influenced. And so he started to do things that he shouldn't have been doing. And so one day, as he was alongside his friends, committing mischief and stealing, he had the cops on his back. He really didn't want to get caught. And so he wished and wished and thought and ran and pushed his body as hard as he could. And as soon as he knew it, He was in another state. He had run so far and run so fast that he wasn't even anywhere close to the people or the problems that had chased him his entire life. And he realized right then and there, he's not like everybody else. So he uses his powers of speed that are limited. He has learned his limitations. He can run as fast as he wants, but only for 30 minutes out of a given day. Ooh, interesting. Huh. Some hour man shit. And so, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's an hour. He just, he just got this power. And so he's trying to figure out who he wants to be, what he wants his role to be in the grander scheme of the pals verse, which is, you know, popping new people up with powers every day. But because of his financial situation and because of his place in life, he hasn't quite been able to give up the crime. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. It's his story to tell. Thank you so much, Ryan Murphy. You're our first speedster. Hey, let's go. Yeah. Hopefully you enjoy that. Making his way around the world. I also want to shout out the Night Stalker, Harris Majinski, Brian Demolisher Del Pozo, Kefisty Incorruptible, Momentum Mike Elliott, Dan the Truth Trudeau, Joel Justice, Jalen the Sanguine Sorcerer, Marvelous Mike and McKenzie, Marley Manistorm, Slow Flow Dameron, Amin Almighty Perez. Joining the Pals verse, next up is Pete the Dreamweaver Collins. Ooh. I had a lot of fun with this one. People who have known Pete his whole life swear he was born with a pencil in his hands, ready to draw the world around him and the world inside his mind. Where most kids were stuck on video games and playing sports, Pete preferred to draw his favorite characters from Saturday morning cartoons. He drew himself among them, heroic and special and bright. Art was an escape, but it was also the thing that no one could take from him. It made him happy when things weren't so good in his life. He drew for others as well. 
And it always seemed to make them feel good when he gave them art he made for them. Years later, he makes and presents art for a friend of his going through a difficult time struggling with depression. It's his friend, happy, with all the things he wants out of life surrounding him. The next day, his friend tells him about the dream he had that night. How he knew it was crazy, but he felt like he was living inside the artwork. Like the art became the dreamscape of his mind. Mm. That it came alive in his dreams. And he got to feel as happy in his dream as Pete had drawn him on the page. It changed his outlook on life. And he would build his life to resemble that piece of art. Because of that, Pete knew he could change the world too. Maybe not with his fists and laser beams like the heroes he watched on television or the ones that are running around the world these days, but with his artwork. There was power in it. With all the awful things happening in the world, Pete uses his power to help people overcome their fears, pain, and trauma through the world he creates inside his art creating safe passage for people to recontextualize themselves inside their dreams. Oh, that's and rad. So, thank you. If it wasn't clear, Pete's power is that when he presents people with his art that is made for them, when they dream at night, they will dream the things that he drew. And because he's a good guy and it's good art, it makes them feel good. It changes their. It changes them on the inside, so he can influence people and change their world, their mental world, their spiritual world through his artwork. Huh. The Dreamweaver. What about the stuff that he draws for himself? What if he draws himself, and in the dreamscape, it's actually like a negative version of him trying to haunt him. Well, yeah. it's a story, right? Mm. It's a story. Interesting. As I said, when he would draw himself as a child, it helped him to deal with his life. So maybe he can influence himself. Sure. Welcome to the Pals verse, nice. Pete Collins. Finally, Christian uncaged Harriet. Hopefully I said your last name correctly. Christian was always a good boy. Good but lacked self-control, lacked discipline. People always questioned why he couldn't just relax and take it easy and focus. They even tried to give him pills to calm him down and cage him. They gave him diagnoses. They said he had ADD and all these different things. For years, he tried to live by the rules of others and fit into the box that they made for him. But recent events in the world have changed things. He can't just let it go. He can't just calm down. He can't just take it easy. And now, one day, while he's outside at night, walking home, he witnesses an attack. It's, it's people who are under the control of the Almighty. Of Amin. They don't know what they're doing, but they're attacking. And Christian can't abide this. He's a good man. He wants to help, but how can he? Well, he does what any other good Samaritan would do when he jumps into the fray. But on this night, something goes different. 
because as he's being hit and attacked, he feels something crack in his mind. And his body starts to feel so weird and strange. It feels like he's bursting out of himself. It feels like he's being unleashed, uncaged. And his body starts to grow and change. His clothes start to rip and tear and shred off of him. His eyes start to bulge. And he transforms. And he rises up, standing fully formed as what appears to be a werewolf. Oh, wow. And he rips and tears at these attackers who run away horrified by what they have just witnessed and now christian has become uncaged and unleashed but to control this to figure it out to understand what has happened to him he's going to need some help well maybe he can meet a man who can help him uncover what's inside all he has to do is dream Mm, oh that was good damn that was good welcome to the pals verse christian thank you all so much we really really appreciate you joining us um and if you want your own nickname and a shout out if you want to join the pals verse you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash the comics pals uh youtube.com slash the comics pals if you want to watch this show live every saturday at 10 15 a.m eastern Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for Pals Pools. Vote in the listener pick poll, which is up on youtube.com slash the uh, slash community uh, slash the comics pal slash community. Uh, next week is the Pallies. Ooh, let's go. Yeah. Can't so we we're going to be we're going to be telling you guys um, what books we think were the best this year. We're going to be giving awards based on best writer, best artist, all that kind of stuff. You know the drill. Um, come with your thoughts too. Come with your thoughts too, because whenever we have a tie, we're gonna need you all to break it, just like we did last year. So, um, come hang out for that. Um, give us a hint, yeah. John. Give us a hint. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm leading in in terms of points from last year's predictions, right? Oh, that's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> it's gonna be so fucking fun when we go over the predictions from last year. And who's winning? Who won? Oh, man. You guys are going to love it. Can't wait. Uh, appreciate all the kind words for the Palsverse new additions. Uh, Amin says, can we get a sheet with all the Palsverse characters? This lore is getting too deep. We're gonna need, yeah, we're going to need a, a fandom.com page or whatever yeah. they are. <laughs> the story has to be told one day. There it is. Right? So we get more of these Patreons, we might have to fund our own book. Ooh, ooh, feel like we know some artists, huh? I have dreams too. That's definitely, uh, definitely one of them. So we'll see if we can get to that down the road. Um, want to do real quick this episode in comics history, three seventy five. Now I don't know, Kale, if you've been here for one of these. Haven't. Right. So what we're doing is. Every week, based on the episode number, I take a look at comic books that reach that same milestone. 375 is huge. 
Not a lot of podcasts make that number, and not a lot of comics do as well. So I looked to the past to see what were, what was happening in the books that made it this far. Uh, and this week, I went with Amazing Spider-Man number 375. Mm. This is written by David Michelini with art by Mark Bagley. Mark Bagley. This, mm-hmm. com- this comic came out on January 12th. 1993, and Mark Bagley is on it. So that's how far back he goes. Yo, I was born that year. No, come on. (laughs) Shut up. 93, dude? Yeah, dude. Damn. I know, right? I hate it. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. This issue features Venom. Hey, let's go. Big man. Yeah, so this is in that Venom era, but of course it's it's no longer um it's no longer McFarlane. His villain uh, era. Sorry? You said his villain era? No, I, it's just the Venom era. It's just still in the Venom era. Um and this issue actually sheds a lot more light on the character. And I think I actually think this is probably an issue that delved a lot deeper into who Eddie is than anything that came before. Um hmm. so at this time Peter's parents are still around, Richard and May. Um, Mary. And, Mary, excuse me. And um, they get kidnapped by Venom. And he takes them to an amusement park in Brooklyn, the Thrill World theme park. And so um, he wants to keep them safe from Spider-Man. This is like leading into Lethal Protector. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess technically it could be before that, but I don't think it is. Um it's leading into Lethal Protector. He wants to protect Richard and Mary from Spider-Man because he believes that Spider-Man is a threat to innocent people. Meanwhile, Spider-Man uh, meets Anne, who is Eddie's ex-wife, and she tells him the origins of Eddie Brock. She tells him about how his father was a harsh man and how Eddie keeps that always kept that part of, of his life secret and separate from her. And how after Eddie was fired from the Daily Bugle for the Sin Eater fiasco where he, like, um, didn't know who the real Sin Eater was. He got it wrong, and he was fired. That was the death knell, and that drove Eddie um, off the deep end and ended their marriage. And that's ultimately what, of course, led to him becoming Venom. And so uh, Spider-Man goes, has a has a fight with, with uh, Venom at Thrill, Thrill World. Freaking um, the Wild Pack shows up. It's a crazy issue. A lot of fun. The Wild Pack shows up. They fight Spider-Man and Venom. And ultimately, Venom realizes that Spider-Man's a good dude. And so he says to him this quote. All right, Spider-Man, let's make a deal. You don't come after us. We won't come after you. Fair enough. And that's pretty much Venom's uh, face turn. What? That's it. (laughs) Spider-Man goes, oh, it's that easy. All right, cool. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, glad we can converse and find a, a solution to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like you kidnapped my parents. I mean. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like some dude kidnaps your parents and you're just like, all right, we can let bygones be bygones. <laughs> well, as well, listen, as long as you don't come after me. <laughs> uh, Yeah, definitely not Venom's last appearance. Although, you know, I, I to me, the juice was squeezed after, um, really after he was 
beaten by Spider-Man with the Sonic gun mm. um, and the help See, of the Fantastic Four. There weren't much uh, juice in Maximum Carnage. <laughs> no, 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 no. Although Carnage does rule with a Z. With a Z. Well, rules. of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that is, that is Amazing Spider-Man 375. If you have a suggestion for what book we should look at for 376, let us know. Drop us a comment. Let us know your thoughts. Um, let's get into Aquaman. Ooh. Oh, no, thank you. Whoa. Just come too on. slimy. Too, too uh, slimy. Yeah, a little briny. A little yeah. stinky. Let's dive into the depths of Aquaman. And, you know, you guys, you guys made jokes about how it's slimy and stinky. Well, it's rotten. According to Rotten Tomatoes, um, it debuted. Well, at the time of the article that I'm pulling from, which is from comicbook.com, it had 37 percent. Yikes. And now looking at it, it had 36 percent with 141 reviews from critics. 77 percent audience score, which is not too bad. Oh, actually, yeah. Wait. Hmm. Okay. It's not terrible. I'm looking forward to seeing it, frankly. Good. The Flash is at a 63% on the tomato meter. Whoa. Oh, shit. It couldn't be twice as bad as The Flash. Wait, what's the audience score on that one? That Flash? uh, Is that not the tomato meter? Tomatoes? No. That's the critics. The uh, 83% from the audience. Wow. Wow. The audience was off that, that stuff. <laughs> off that stuff. Yeah. Whoa. I wish I had been off whatever stuff they were off when I saw The Flash. For too, real. So much sand to time. Holy shit. All right. Doctor um, Syndrome. <laughs> well, that's an interesting uh, dichotomy in between those two. Um, does not bode well. But maybe people are grumpy about Aquaman. Maybe Kale's grumpy about Aquaman. Maybe. I haven't said a word about Aquaman. By all accounts, it's not a good movie. I've read that it is a mess. That it feels stitched together. I saw that specific comment that it was stitched together oh, from one of the reviewers. Um, it just It just doesn't seem like it's... It's, it seems like the DCU is going out with a whimper, and that really sucks. Granted, there are a lot of people who barely liked any of the movies in this franchise. And, well, by franchise, I mean the overall DC FU, um, which it seems like they went out with a big FU to the audience at this point. But it started with Man of Steel, yeah, which many, many people did not like. I count myself among the people that liked it. Then we got Batman vs Superman. I like that too. Um, and 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 so on and so forth. And it's so unfortunate because Aquaman one was one of the movies that people generally seem to enjoy. Mm. I liked it a lot. It was one of my favorite movies of that year, superhero movies at the least. And now we've gotten to such a state where I don't even care about the second one. Mm. I have no intentions of seeing it. Really? I don't like seeing movies in December. Oh. And um, 
I, I just don't. Too cold. It's cold. Specific. Yeah. It's cold. I don't want to go out. And this is and this isn't necessarily like you know warming you up to go. For you. You're not fired up to go see this. So yeah, I I had to go see Star Wars. Um, uh, the first one, The Force Awakens, and yeah. that came out in December, and I hated everything. But I went because it was Star Wars. I'm not going for yeah, Aquaman true. two, <laughs> with the exact same characters as Aquaman one. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. The Lost Kingdom, though they're finding the Lost Kingdom. They lost their minds by putting this movie out. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing this. I, I I'll be reporting back. I don't know if we're doing something necessarily, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch it and at least uh, say what's up. You don't know if we're doing something for Aquaman. Mm-hmm. This film that came out on Thursday that we would have arranged to do a review on well, literally think, after this. Well, I, th- I think we're we're gonna we're gonna voice over something on Thursday for next week. I think. What? We we're gonna voice over something for Thursday. When what are you talking about? The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we, we talked about that last week. We're voice gonna, over? Yeah, we're just gonna like like for the uh, after after uh, the palace polls. We talked about that last week. I, okay, but I don't know what voiceover has to do with it. We're gonna if we're, we can oh, talk about the movie. Yeah, someone uh, Marco must have hired an animator, and we don't know about it. We're gonna do the voiceover for. <laughs> I think that the words that Marco speaks are AI generated. That's what I think. <laughs> no. Um, I'd rather talk about what if. To be honest, like I'm more interested in what if season two. Yeah. Oh, season was fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not jazzed about it. Like I'm not looking forward to it as much as honestly the tv the tv stuff i'm not looking forward to as much anymore like i was i was on a high coming out of a few of the shows um loki and wandavision in particular but first season what if was solid is it worth going back though i don't know i don't know um aquaman 2 though people are not going back for that um it it is a disaster Sense. It's it's a disaster, and this is what James Gunn is inheriting. Now, obviously, he's going to be doing his own thing. Him and Peter Safran, they'll be doing their own thing. But the legacy and the stench of the DCFU will not simply dissipate in 2025. You know, they're taking a year off or whatever, but people will remember the bombs. They will. Superman legacy. Has a lot of work to do. A lot of work. To overcome this shit. Oh, and frankly, the the failures of the, the MCU too. Like Superman, Superman's gonna have to fight for uh the whole of the superhero genre. Not the first time. Yeah. Not the first time. Um I I, I think I think the movie will be great. I think it's a shame that it has to be saddled to this garbage. Um, mm. But because I don't want to do a postmortem right now, all I really want to say is goodbye and good riddance because, man, it has been hard to be a DC film fan for the last few years. 
uh, Amin, Amin Paris in the chat says, would you rather Superman Legacy be successful but not great or great and not successful? Mm. Uh, frankly, I mean, it, it should be great and successful. That's not the question. Sure. I would rather, <laughs> I, would ra- I would always rather watch a great movie because mm, yeah. I think that greatness can be something that people you know talk about. Word of mouth can help it. Um, and maybe it doesn't help that movie be a success, but maybe it helps the future movies be a success. So I think I would choose for it to be great. Yeah. Great, great and not successful, because if it's great, it will transcend this success. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. Yeah. Um, Amin says, I love Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition. Me too. Me too. I think it makes that movie a lot more watchable. But it's also longer. Much like the black and white version of uh, the Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Hell yeah. Slapped. I love that movie. I've watched it. I watched it twice in uh, twice in 48 hours. I'm pretty sure. God damn. Mm -hmm. That took up eight of those 48 hours. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I was hyped. Loved it. All right. No more Aquaman. This is probably the last time we'll ever talk about Aquaman on this show. <laughs> Big sads. Probably true. Goodbye, Jason Momoa. Right. Because we ain't seeing Aquaman on the big screen again in some years. And uh, there's not even an Aquaman comic book. Yo, you're right. That's a travesty. Huh. I wonder, is this... It's probably not, right? But just hear me out. Is this the first time we've gotten a superhero movie from the big two based on a character who does not currently have a comic book on the stands? I I can't think of it. There could be something to that. Because, I mean, if you think about it, the, all the movies we've gotten are from, like, the marquee characters. Right. So, yeah, there could be something to that. And normally, if it's not a marquee character or whatever, they just they just get something out. Right. You know, they get a book yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Shovel book. Yeah. Even, even with Thanos, like, they'll just fart out a Thanos story and, yeah. Just get something out. Came yeah. with Timeless that came out yeah 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 and kang's not even the star of his own movie and he had it there was something with him so yeah i i think i think that uh what dc thinks about aquaman is very evident right damn dude it may not even they may just not (laughs) care about or, or maybe they can't afford to care about matching the the comics up with uh uh the films I mean, says Miss Marvel didn't have a book while they were, while the the show was on. Uh, I think something started, and then it it ultimately transformed into um, the death of and all that jazz. Well, you know, the shows they just give the shows to whoever. I don't I don't suspect Agatha will have a show while her book is coming out, right? Um, but you're mm. you you very well may be right about that that uh, Miss Marvel may not have had one, mm. but movie wise. Given how big this all is, you would think that they would 
want to have something on shelves for people to buy, and they didn't even care to do that. So, especially for one of the one of the Trinity, or I guess arguably, what Trinity? Yo, you don't the think Trinity of water characters? The tri- no, the Trinity of the of Batman, Superman, and Aquatic Man. Wonder You're Woman. fucking high, bro. You could you could swap Wonder Woman and Aquaman. I think. What are you saying this episode? You you don't think so? No. no. What? Fucking Harley Quinn is, I mean, higher than Wonder Woman. Like, dude. Okay, okay, Marco. Wonder Woman. We'll okay. put her aside. Okay. Harley Quinn. We'll put her aside. The Flash. Oh, Green, Green Lantern. Lantern? What? <laughs> the other what Green Lantern. Twice? Like, <laughs> oh, hang Dark. on. One more Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. Take your fucking pick. I'd say Hawkman. Uh, over right uh... now. Right now. Today. Right. Flash. There's two Flash books. I think there's Jay Garrick Flash, yeah, and there's Flash Flash. Green Lantern has at least two books with two different Green Lanterns. Aquaman three. has three. Oh, three, three. What, what's the third? Alan Scott. Oh, you're right. Oh, oh, yeah. Three Green Lanterns. Aquaman has zero point zero comic books, on <laughs> and you think he's a part of the big three? Cyborg. Cyborg. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman has the standard Wonder Woman book and an event happening. Amazon's attack is happening right now based on Wonder Woman. <laughs> I think I, I think they 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 have uh they're not fully representing all their characters. Aquaman Aquaman's up there. He's I mean, look, thumb. we can we can agree on that, but like what on what planet is Aquaman going to be he, in the trinity of top DC characters. In, like, what? In my trinity, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are like, can be swappable. Dude, you need your head examined if you think that. There's just no chance. That's crazy as hell. Aquaman I... sucked so bad that Jeff Johns, it took Jeff Johns. To put his whole ass, Jeff Johnson, I, I believe it was Ivan Reese, yeah. to yeah. put their whole ass in that book to make Aquaman into somebody. And they parlayed that into a movie that made a billion dollars. If it wasn't for Jeff Johns, there would never have been an Aquaman movie. And the only reason that that worked is because of his magic. There's no chance in hell that Aquaman, a joke, is in the trinity of DC characters when Wonder Woman and Harley Quinn exist. You are crazy. I can't even fathom what on what basis you're trying to make that claim. That they're equivalent? Yeah. They're, Wait, they're... That they're both royalty? They're both mythological characters? I don't get it. Like, where, where do you fucking get off? <laughs> And I hope you're serious because you're de- you're totally derailing this. And I hope you're serious because this is asinine. And I would only dedicate this level of time to this shit just because you're serious and we need to address it. And if you're not, keep it to your damn self. <laughs> At this point. I mean it. I, I think he's up there, man. I think 
definitely above the Flash. Definitely above the Green Lanterns. Like Doom Patrol. Definitely above Doom Patrol. Come on. Yeah. After 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 the four season, Brendan Fraser vehicle. I don't see a Deadpool uh, the Doom Patrol movie. Two. They have how many how many hours of television is Doom Patrol? Television, not movies. Yeah, okay. So then how many movies has Harley Quinn been in? Uh, There's only one with her in the title in it. All right, we're going to move on because this is stupid. I'm going to... I I, I can't. Dan Trudeau says Peter David did it first. Yeah, but Peter David didn't make Aquaman cool. He He didn't get us to the point where we got an Aquaman movie. That's 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 Jeff Johns and and every creator who came before always deserves credit. Peter David deserves credit, but let's let's call a spade a spade. Yo, You're gonna need Saul Goodman to get out of this. Yo. One. Not even Saul Goodman. Saul Goodman went to jail, and he would have gone to jail if he had to defend Marco's ass, because you can't defend this. You can't. You can't. Yo, Dan, Dan on my side, dude. He says he's a he's above Doom Patrol plus Aquaman is the only DC character to cross a billion, and also doesn't have a comic book right now. Well, you know, can't win them all. Right. right. Um, you can't, Marco. <laughs> Speaking of characters that can win them all, Batman has a new miniseries coming from Mark Russell and Mike Allred. You want to know how much po- more popular Batman is than Aquaman? There are there are about um I don't know fifty seven. Batman books on the stands right now. They're making Batman books for stuff that's not even out yet. For stuff that might not even come out. That's how popular Batman is. Batman is so popular, they let the fucking... They let the actor who played the Riddler write a Riddler comic just because. Not even the guy who played Batman. The guy who played right. the Riddler, who wasn't even the main villain in the in the film. Insane. Insane. And so we're getting a new mini. And I actually think this is a this this is this is right in Kale's veins. So let's see. Let's let's do it. Oof. Batman Dark Age mini series from DC. Kale says Oof. Mark Russell though. No, you ruined it. Fuck. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and Bit is blown. I, I wanted to go a certain direction. Okay, anyway. Sorry. It's it's fine. Mark Russell and Mike Allred are going to be working Allred. on this. There you go. You don't like Mark Russell? I'm not crazy about Mark Russell. He did uh, Flintstones, right? Yeah. 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 Snagglepuss. Space yeah. Age. Superman. See, I wasn't crazy about the Superman Space Age. Okay. All right. Um, Fair enough. Well... To me, this looks pretty cool. I, I love Mike Allred. I think we can all agree to that. Um, He's hit or miss yeah. for me. You, you don't like Mike Allred? Uh, sometimes it's a little wonky, a little stylistic. Uh, it's not my, not always my cup of tea. I'm surprised you do, Sean. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Sure. I, I wanted okay. to show off um, the artwork from this book, the interiors. Uh, there's a there's a page with it's a simple page with Batman walking <laughs> walking over. The bodies of people that he's beaten the tar out of, hmm. and jumping off a roof, 
and it's so simple and clean and cool. Um, I, I really liked it. I like the costume as well. This is a yeah. different iteration of Batman. This is like a, a world where I think the idea is that... Um, so here's what it is. Uh, in Batman Dark Age, meet Bruce Wayne, Gotham's favorite delinquent son. In an origin story like no other, witness the boy become a Dark Knight, shaped by a city in turmoil as it marches towards its prophesied doom. Set against the backdrop of actual historical events, Gotham comes alive, filled with the iconic characters who've loved and hated Batman over the years like you've never seen them before. And it spins out of Superman Space Age. Oh. Interesting. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I'm into that. I, I like Mark Russell, um, and I trust a lot of his work, so this is definitely going to be something that I'm interested in picking up. The all red art here looks good. Uh, there are moments where I think he... For me, the uh, I don't know how to phrase it. He looks bendy. Things look very um, yeah. flexible, and here it's a bit more rigid, and I like that. There's there's a bit more structure to the form, so I I can appreciate that aspect of the art. Hmm. Yeah, um, Mike Allred. I'm trying to remember. Well, the aforementioned uh, Space Age, but what else? Because I know I've liked. X is it X Force? No, Ecstatics. Ecstatics. Doesn't and uh, Madman. Silver Surfer. I think I remember seeing yes. him do some yeah, so- yes. yeah. yeah still Silver Surfer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That yeah. was cool. He did some cool stuff in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like this is cool. Will I will I like follow it all the way? It's really going to depend on what I think of that first issue. Yeah, that yeah. that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, yeah. Which inevitably we'll be reviewing here. Um, why is the chat saying Madman? Who's a Madman? Oh no, that's, that's Mike Allred's uh, creation. Is is Madman? Oh okay. Yeah, he's a man. he's a character called Frank Enstein. Hmm. Ooh. He, he uh he gets brought back to life and and uh through various shenanigans starts to fight crime it's sort of a it's sort of a humory superhero book it's parody right like like in a cool way yeah it's a bit a bit of parody but uh it's cool i have a man i have a madman shirt actually yeah the design's nice yeah but you're not that hot on mike allred no, I I like Michael. Oh, okay, okay. I was surprised you were. Yeah, it's good. I never I never seen Mad Men though. I'll have to check that out. It's yeah, it's it's his older stuff. Now, we just talked about who else could be in the Trinity, and Marco floated Aquaman, which was the wrong opinion. <laughs> Here is a character that I guarantee. Well, I shouldn't say I guarantee. I'm pretty confident you've never even heard before, heard of before. Who belongs on the Trinity sooner than Aquaman does? I'm talking about Primer. Do you know who that is? Nope. Well, what if I told you you're about to get one? (laughs) (laughs) Primer outsells Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, and Watchmen. What? Whoa. Yep. So Primer is an original graphic novel that DC put out in 2020 that has sold out 
six times. Wow. Wow. Okay. It's got the seventh printing out right now. It's the best-selling comic for kids and young adults in the past two years from DC. It outsells every single DC comic on Amazon, except for Batman uh, Year One. Wow. And that's, I mean, that's both a testament to Primer, but also Batman Year One. Yeah. Batman Year One is something else, and that'll never stop selling. Um, But it's a kid's book. It's for nine, it's, it's, Targeted at, at ages nine to twelve, yeah, and it's outselling all of that. When I read this, I was very excited because this is the kind of thing that we've talked about. Yep, it's exactly what we've talked about. You want to tap in to the younger audience, you meet them where they live at, and they're doing it with a new character that we've that we have never seen in a DC book. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. Gotta hit, gotta hit them where they live, man. It's impressive, and it's good that that's the space that this uh, this book exists in. Um, you know that that to me reads as uh, there are still there's still entryways into DC via these kinds of books. Like it's reaching a mass audience, and um, it's not your typical fare. And that's only, for me, a boon in the industry. Well, so DC is actually going to be releasing, re-releasing, serializing the primer uh, uh, graphic novel in singular issues here in uh, 2024. They're going to do that in March. And then they're going to put out the second primer book in the summer. Hmm. So that's huge. And, and and on on Amazon right now, it's I see it for seven dollars and forty eight cents. You serious? I have yeah, I have eight yeah. bucks. Yeah. How many how many pages? Um uh, let's see. I don't I don't know. I don't see that answer. Got a hundred and fifty nine. Wow. That's yeah. really good. That's that's good ass value for that book. It's- it says the reading age is for eight to twelve year olds. That's, yeah, that's great. That's uh, that's literally to the price of uh, maybe gods. two Batman books or gods. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's uh, absurd. Yeah. Uh, Columbo Culumbo says, funny, funnily enough, her book is technically in DC continuity because she's uh, she's shown up in uh, Titans Academy. Yeah, as far as I know, this is a this is a character who is in continuity that is a part of the wider DC world, and uh, this is a big hit. This is like what I feel Marvel should have been doing with Miles, and I'm not I'm not yeah. saying like I know all the sales data, but the fact that DC has this, and we know this, and Miles, we don't necessarily know how well the books are doing or not doing or whatever. It's not good. Well, most of these. YA uh, and young, you know, young teen books tend to do really, really well. Yeah. I'm loving this. This was written by Jennifer Morrow. Um, 
uh, with uh, Gretel Luski and Thomas Krajewski. Uh, that's the creative team. No one I've ever heard of. No. Yeah. So it's that same kind of like Raina Telgemeier sort of fan thing. And I love it. I love it. I'm going to buy this. I want to read it. I want to read it. I think as older fans of comics, you know, we can be we can be jaded at times or we could be kind of insulated. And I think even just for the nature of this show, like I want to know what the kids are reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If there are comics that kids are tapped into, I'm not I, you know, I'm not necessarily reading dog. But like this is a DC comic. I want to see it. And there's a lot of good creators with uh, with these books, like um, uh, Isaac Goodhart, friend of the show, was doing one uh, about Catwoman. Catwoman, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I know the is it Cami Garcia, and I'm forgetting the artist's name. Like that blew uh, up as well. Gabriel Piccolo. Gabriel Piccolo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, there's there's such an audience for these things that it's awesome to see that this continues that trend it means that it's it's the right direction it's a yeah. direction that has further potential yeah i'm i'm into this we i wonder what would happen like if we did a book club for this oh that'd be cool be interesting that I've, could be interesting maybe uh maybe to do something to uh take the uh, explicit tag off just once <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we'll have to keep that episode pg right we don't want to yeah don't want to offend the kitties but um yeah i i would love to do that i would love I, to do that that would be kind of cool that might be interesting i'll pick it if 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 the listeners want it if you guys will vote for it it's not going to be the next book club because that we're locked in in our picks but if you guys are down i will i will nominate it i'll choose it damn let's uh, well let let's give the people a a, a a sneak peek here let me read the summary on this uh pop first article uh, Primer stars a new DC hero with a unique power set, body paint. Ashley Rayburn uses spe- her specially enhanced body paints to help her become a superhero while inadvertently raising the ire of the U.S. government over her efforts. Like a Splatoon story come to life inside the DCU, Primer and her 33 paint color-based superpowers turn to be a work of art for readers leading to DC quietly ushering her into its main continuity soon after. Yeah, great. Great. She's on the she should be on the Trinity. Yep. Batman, Superman, Primer. Aquaman somewhere in the bottom tier. Yo, yep. chill. Sorry. Aquaman starts with A, you got to be in the A tier. That's why we don't freaking do those rankings anymore. Oh. oh, gosh. All right. Exiting the DC territory and heading into Marvel, Spider-Gwen is making a big move. Right on into 616 with a new ongoing series by Stephanie Phillips oh. with art by Chris Capana. Gwen Stacy is a character that most people know for being dead. She's been dead for my entire lifetime and longer. She's been dead for a very, very long time. 
And so, of course, you know, we got Spider-Gwen within the last, I don't know, 15 years. And she's been great. Everybody loves her. She's one of the stars of the of the Spider-Verse movies and everything like that. People love uh, Spider-Gwen. So much to the point that Marvel has made the decision. I'm sorry, Ghost Spider is her is her superhero name, right? Um, Terrible. So, yeah. So much so that Marvel is officially putting her in 616. And the story is going to see her, you know, trying to figure out why she's trapped in 616. The fact that the version of her that is from 616 is dead and that she apparently can't go home. I'm familiar. Really, yeah, right. <laughs> I really don't like this. I don't either. And I knew as soon as she took off and gained popularity, the same thing happened with Miles. This was going to happen. Wait. This was always going to happen. So she's not already in 616? No. Uh, all of her stories take place outside of that? Oh, yeah. Most of the time, the only time you see her is in the uh, either in her own title or uh, on the edge of the Spider-Verse stuff, or the Spider-Verse mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Right, the collabs that the multiversal collapse. She's right. from Earth sixty five or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um so my issue is that Gwen Stacy is gone. You know, she's been dead. And I think her absence, the fact that she's not alive, I think that that's a that's still a very significant thing. And so to take this character who already has her own supporting cast she has a, a built-in you know built-up world to take that and you know maybe they'll figure out a way to get her supporting characters into 6162 that's very weird you know they did it with miles and it was wonky but they made it clean because of secret wars there's no equivalent event coming up to justify this and so they're just gonna do it and i really just i think leaving Gwen Stacy off the table and not even bringing a variant of hers into 616 is appropriate. I think this is too bizarre. I don't really want to see Peter Parker and her interact. I'm not that's not interesting to me cuz it's not Gwen. And isn't she a kid? Isn't she well, young? And it's been dealt with. Right. In the in the first Spider-Verse. Right. They have their weird feelings about it. They say, "Oh, well, I'm not her." And he says, "Oh, yeah, I'm not yours." Cool, let's shake hands and uh, go kick some ass. Right. And that's it. I'm sick to death of the of the Spider-Verse altogether, quite frankly. I gotta tell you, even the movies are on thin ice for me. It's enough. Honestly, it's enough. Like, we're not going over it, but they announced, like, all these different Spider-Books that are coming out in 2024. And it's like, whoa, man. Whoa, I thought that Spider-Verse was over in the comics. Apparently, it's not. We're getting a book that's Miles and Spider-Man team-up. Miles, I'm sorry, Miles and Peter team-up. Um, a web of Spider-Man book. You know, obviously, Continuing Adventures of Amazing. And this, it's a lot. I'm out. I don't want this. I'm not going to read this. Like, first issue, sure, we'll review it on Pals Bulls. And I love Stephanie Phillips. It's not the creative team's fault. But yeah. I don't get why Marvel can't just leave well enough alone. The character's great. She's selling great. Let her be in her own space. 
And they have their cake and eat it too because they team them up every fucking year. For yeah, uh, they're talking about in the chat. People are saying that she was going to school in six one six. Anyway, so why? What's the point? <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. I mean, uh, is the expectation here that I will say it's Stephanie Phillips? And I think she's a very capable writer. So I think she's going to make the book fun, continuity aside. Um, sure. But yeah. But, it, I, but is that enough? To make the book fun? I think so. Like like uh, for me, what is what is the con- the continuity necessarily? It matters less for me and like where she fits in. Uh, I mean, if you throw them all into 616 fine i think you can deal with the interaction between her and uh peter pretty um i think pretty easily and the, the same way you guys just said uh, they're different people they're they're different people respective in their each each of their universes so they just proceed as they would be separate people um and maybe he just deals with oh but she looks like her and that sometimes freaks me out or something and he gets over it And then what about her supporting cast? Hey, man, Stephanie Phillips might have an answer. I don't know. But it's just, that's it. Like, do we care enough about this character in our universe to answer those questions? Mm-hmm. Her dad is dead in our universe. I don't think she has other family. Aunt May doesn't know who she is. Uncle Ben is gone, who's also a supporting member in, in this cast. Mary Jane does, is like her arch rival, as as I recall, doesn't know who she is and is 20 years older than she is. <clears throat> like, I, you know, she's going to have to deal with all that, but also, but is that interesting? It's bizarre. It's, it, it is bizarre. And I, I, I struggle to believe that, like, the sales for the Spider Gwen books were 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 not high because she's not a part of the MCU. I feel like the people that really really care about this character don't care about that. Because if you did, how could you even read it? You know, like I I can't invest because I think of Gwen Stacy as one specific person, mm. one specific way. I wouldn't buy a book if it was like the return of Uncle Ben and it's Uncle Ben as a superhero in another universe where he never died and he became spider-man or something goofy like that i'm not interested in that and so this is this is not for me but for the people who it is for does it matter where she what universe she's in i feel like it's leaving well enough alone it was good the way it was why ruin it stephanie phillips is very very creative and talented i'm sure she can handle the job of making the book good but is it necessary that's what i always come back to in this age of comics and for me, I can't see why. I can't see what she's going to be able to do here that she just couldn't do in her own universe. I think I think that point on like the um, the need for the book, especially based on just Marvel prices recently, is just another important factor. Like, is this another book that I'm going to have to pick up? As and maybe there are people who are Spider fans and ghost spider fans and this is the the book that they've wanted but it's also an added expenditure at this point and 
more in their stack. God knows I don't need more of my fucking stack. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, let's catch up on some comments real quick. I mean, it says, call me crazy, Sean, that if DC was releasing a Ben 10 book, they would be making bank. Yeah, I'm sure they would. I believe Love that. Ben 10. I've never even seen that shit. Oh, it's dope. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, we talked about how she went to school in 616, which is <laughs> insane, but okay. Um, this reminds me of Flashpoint Batman being on the prime earth. It doesn't work. It's weird, and it eludes the original tragedy. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I think it's interesting enough that she has her own version, <clears throat> you know, with Peter or whatever. But having them both together negates all of it. So it just right. ruins both tragedies for two characters. Yeah. And, and and it's arguably even more egregious in the case of Flashpoint Batman because the entire reason he becomes that way is because his son is gone. His son is dead. So when he goes to, to, to prime DC Earth and sees his son is Batman, what's his motivation anymore to do anything of that nature? It, it, it's very it's very weird and it's, it's just one of those times where you can see the wheels turning on the editorial end on the business end not the creative end mm -hmm. stephanie phillips mentions in this uh article um she was approached to do this yeah so it's that costume i'm telling you this day one of that since that costume debuted you just knew because it's it's so iconic yeah, it really is. It's yeah. way more iconic than that character deserves. It is a good costume. I'm not yeah. going to argue with that. Rad. I hope for the best. I really do. Yeah, I hope it's great. Truly. I I hope it's a number one bestseller. It won't be. But man, I want it to be. I think that would be rad. Yeah, she's a cool enough character. And what, what I like is that so many people enjoy the character. Yeah. So. Ultimately, I hope that continues. I don't want them to disrupt that. Yeah. Truly. Those people are going to be eating. Well, speaking of disruptions, Marvel is disrupting the Krakoan era, ending the Krakoan era. What's I that gotta I got to steal someone's joke. Someone earlier said it was Krakover. <laughs> <laughs> and indeed it is, and we know when now. Because Marvel put out a tweet on uh, the 20th, so three days ago, saying, it was a very simple tweet. It says, uh, from the ashes, the X-Men titles are reborn. Following the end of the Krakoan era, new hashtag Marvel Comics X-Men ongoing titles launch in July 2024. And then it's got an image that says X-Men from the ashes, but the X-Men is in the old style. This is like, this reminds me of the 90s cartoon. This takes me yeah. back to that. Um, the very, like, bold, um, blocky 3D X-Men yeah. um, title, and then From the Ashes in that same angular styling that you're used to. No more information revealed. Mm. 
solicits are up to March. I believe we just got March's solicits. So April, May, June, July. So in four months from now, they won't be able to conceal any longer what we're going to be getting. That is our timeline. Within the next four months, we will know the creative teams, the characters, all that. It's interesting because we're if if uh, the assumption here is I guess a few things um, we have the the Jean Grey book and that's been a focus in some of the uh, fall of X things and so I can assume Phoenix might be somehow related to this uh, but also the fact that we're in the process of fall of X and like they're ultimately going to rebuild something um i'm i worry that this is going to go back to the mansion and i'm pretty sure uh there are people excited for that but uh that feels regressive for me and if this is the uh the aesthetic of this announcement that feels like hey they're gonna they are gonna come back in a more familiar way maybe a little more meat and potatoes to what you're used to than the Krakoan stuff that we've done because that's sort of run its course and now is kind of off the wall Mm -hmm. i think that's i think that's exactly what marvel is saying i don't want i think that's tough shit (laughs) like damn You've got, I mean, I mean, think about it. You've got Tom Brevoort, you know, coming back on, who's, you know, the champion of ye old Marvel comics, you know, like what else, what else can they do? Like this is, this is going to be a full on reboot, like it or not. Like what I'm struggling with is more the mechanics of the how because a lot of things were set up. So we know they can't resurrect anyone, allegedly. Okay. But Magneto's coming back. Right. Hmm. Um, it's not a guarantee that they can never resurrect again. You know, like, there, there, are, there are... The five are still alive. Um, they could come up with a way, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Professor Xavier, he walks around, you know, like he's good. So are they going to deal with that? Like, are they going to revert him back to the wheelchair? Definitely. Um, Magneto is almost assuredly coming back as a villain. I called that months ago. That's what it appears like they're going to do. Apocalypse is still A with the squiggly lines. Are Mm. they getting rid of that? Is he just going to go back to being Apocalypse? What would compel him to want to do that? Yeah, yeah. As it stands with the character, why would he change that? He had such a, a compelling moment with that and how he like viewed the future. Um and I I liked the I liked the complexity of Magneto on Xavier's side. I thought that was interesting and different and frankly made a lot of sense for the era that they had, obviously. If we're going back to it, again, I, I don't want to see magneto regress he had growth he 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 changed he had um 
new goals that I thought were really compelling. And now if it's back to, well, we're going to, you know, make the, the humans, uh, rule over them and pay for what they've done to mutants. It's not interesting to me. Shit. Actually, you just made that interesting to me. Damn. Because after all the horrible things that Orcus has done, I could see Magneto resurrected without the without the memory of Krakoa, but observing the aftermath and being like, yo, these humans got to go. That might be interesting. And then Apocalypse, angry that the mutants have abandoned Krakoa. Ooh. There you go. Apocalypse is back. Hmm. But why is he not A anymore? Uh, know, maybe like, he still is. The dream is dead. The dream is dead. That's it. Dream is dead. On the was it on the thirteenth life? Whatever it was, yeah. It feels like so long ago. I feel like I'm in my thirteenth life. <laughs> yeah. Um. The other thing we know is that there is a free comic book day issue coming that somehow involves the X-Men. I believe the issue follows Jubilee. I'll look that up. But um, what we know is that Gail Simone was listed as the writer for that story. Now, at the time, I contended that if, as it follows the trend of these free comic book day issues that typically tease the future, the creative team for those tends to be the creative team for whatever they were teasing. Mm-hmm. So why would Gail Simone be writing this X-Men story if she's not going to be writing the X-Men going forward? Maybe it's not X-Men proper, but I believe that Gail Simone will be involved in the X-Men relaunch. Makes sense. I, I wouldn't be mad to see her stories, honestly. I think she's a incredibly capable writer and if she's versed as i presume her to be versed in a, a lot of things comics then it's a really solid bet to lead with her yeah see here it is it's a it's a jubilee story uh the direct quote is and then get a glimpse of the future of mutant kind as jubilee learns that you cannot go home again Jubilee? Yeah. Makes sense. She's a she's a, a typical like point of view character for for the, the mutants. Um I don't know. I don't know. But I think we will know soon. I think by by the time this uh free comic book day issue releases, we will know who we will know who what where and why I believe that hmm. uh, potential new chatter in uh, level 87 code I could still see a school in Westchester being in the X-Men's future as a location but the characters regressing would be so lame yeah man I agree and I don't care for I don't care for the school anymore we we had a whole society. Now it's back to teaching classes, homeroom, fucking actually danger room school. So, uh, whatever, be mad at that. 
it's even weird for me. Like the X Men are so important to me. I grew up watching the show and everything like that. I and I love that aesthetic and that that you know the school and everything else. I'm I'm way into it. But we've just come so far. Right. And by the way, it's not like what was happening right before Krakoa was that. It wasn't that. Right before Krakoa, you know, it was the Matthew Rosenberg era where the mutants were dying, they were being killed off and everything else. And before that, things were still wrong. So we haven't had that era that you're referring to about, like, the school and everything else in quite some time. Mm. It hasn't been simple times for the X-Men in, in forever. Ever. So, so in a way, I'm looking forward to seeing that again, but it feels like we've come so far from it that it's hard to imagine them going back. But that's comics. Things will always rubber band, and I'm not going to complain about the nature of comics because otherwise, what am I here for? So it is what it is. We'll see how things progress, but we know when. We now know when. July 2024. Amen. Give it, give it to us. We'll see. Um, we'll see how it pans out when it's coming out issue to issue. Um, I'm confident in create these creators' works. We, we don't know an artist, right, or associated uh, art team for the free comic book day, or for uh, well, for the free comic book day, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that might carry over. Yeah. So, uh, in the free comic book day issue, Gail Simone is joined by David Marquez. Okay. David Marquez is a shoe in for drawing the X Men. You want a top tier name? David Marquez is that is one of those guys. Yeah. So that further bolsters my belief mm -hmm. that what we're looking at is the one to one creative team. But we'll see. Could be good. Kale, you're muted. I just want to point out that Marco, the well-known weeb and manga fan, doesn't want to go back to the school where things happen. Well, shit, man. Things were happening on Krakoa. Quite a bit, frankly. Uh, I, that's a, Yeah, but that's not what I'm arguing. Mar Marco, Marco, the well-known manga fan. Doesn't want to go back to the school. Oh God! If you you're, know what I mean. You're insinuating things that I don't even want to get into. I don't think that's. I don't. I'm not insinuating what you what you're insinuating. I'm. I'm. I'm me insinuating. You're the one talking. I, I'm. Uh, I'm saying. I'm saying most gross manga, tropey things. The things you think about manga and anime happen in schools. Those are the best slice of life stories. That see, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They're cute. And yet. and yet. And yet. I mean, says, how about an all-powerful entity stole five years from them and the real X-Men are trapped in a source of energy? Man, please don't. That's probably the Phoenix. Probably exactly where they're heading. Just just because, like, negating everything that we have seen would be, that'd be really terrible. That'd be a slap in the face. Like, these comics cost real money. You know, and... If you're going to tell me that none of that actually happened at all, like it, it was a figment, nah. Marvel's charging you 10 bucks for a 30-page comic. You think they give a shit? Yo, it's going to be it's going to be uh Professor X waking up 
so what a what a wonderful dream I had. Yeah, he <laughs> he's gonna be sick. The opening is gonna be him sitting in the uh, on the park bench going. I feel like something was supposed to happen today. I was supposed to meet somebody here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, technically, they still have Moira in their back pocket because Sinister had Moira clones that were ready right. to be oh to reset stuff. Reset. Yeah. Well, she's still uh, she's working with Orcus, isn't she? Yeah. Although um, that would reset the entire universe. So I don't know how they make, like, I don't know how they, it's so convoluted at this point that like, I just don't, I just, I just, I just don't know. (laughs) I mean, just Um, pitched you DC rebirth. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. You got me. You got me. You got me. Yep. You're right. And yet I like DC rebirth. And yet. But DC Rebirth was like a whole line wide thing, and it had these like sinister implications. I don't know, I don't know. I just want good X Men books. No, please, no more sinister. Hopefully, sinister's off the table. Thank God. There are two things I need. I'm sorry. There are two things I need off the table for the X Men going forward: sinister and Spurrier. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I need a break. You're right. Sai needs to focus on The Flash. Real good books. Real good comics. Absolutely. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. (laughs) If that's that's what it means, I'll sacrifice The Flash. (laughs) I would would be okay with a sinister sinister. Make him a real villain again. Not a... Not a... um... Not a a, uh, a McElroy joke. Yeah. Make sinister sinister again. Yeah. Maybe they're being expelled to Mars. They should just expel me to Mars. You know, tired of Mars. And what are they going to do with that? Mars isn't even Mars anymore. Yep. Uh, They should just move to Mars. Put the school on Mars. That would be interesting. That'd be cool. From the ashes, maybe it's a it's a reference to the red planet. Like, I I wouldn't be mad at that. And at the very least, we're still not in Westchester. The problem is that the X Men really do have to be on Earth. I think once you once you take them away from Earth, then the idea of them as superheroes who protect humans despite the fact that they hate them is gone. Yep. So. They, they have to be on Earth. I think having the Araco mutants be on Mars was a good a good idea. Mm. And are they going to stay there? Is, is is Mars forever terraformed? That's a big deal. They're going to have to address a lot as they dismantle what Jonathan made, or Jonathan Hickman, excuse me. <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> and yet. All right. We've got one more thing left to do. Because you guys did clear our likes goal, as you do every week. You've never failed us. Nice. We have a draft. And as we wind out the year, I wanted to make, I wanted to do something a little fun. You know, obviously, with the draft and do something maybe a little bit different. So, we're going to do the color draft today. What does that mean? That's very obscure. The way this is going to work is that we are only allowed to draft characters 
based on the same color. Oh. Yes. We're only allowed to draft characters based on the same color. So once you get a color, you are locked in on that color, and you have to think of characters whose primary color is whatever color you got. If we do Green Lanterns, do we only pick get one Green Lantern? Yes. Okay. Otherwise, no, just... yeah, it's wiped out. You, you've nailed it. Can I, so go ahead. Can we add an extra layer of difficulty to this? Fire it away. We have to be assigned the color. We can't just come up with the color. Oh, you got that right. Because not only, and this 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 part here actually came from Tyler, so I'll give him his props. But not only are we rolling for initiative, we're also rolling for your color. Oh yeah. Damn. Okay, interesting. So I have six. I have red, blue, green, yellow, purple, and black. Should we expand? Red, green, blue, yellow, I think, black? I think that's good for the first one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For our first time doing this, you mean? Yeah. All right. So that's what we'll do. I'm going to roll. I got my dice. I'm going to roll now first for Marco. All right? So here we go. Come on, baby. That is a six. Mm. I will roll now for Kale. That is a five. For myself, that is a six. Low rolls today. So I'll roll now for Marco. That is a seven. And for myself, that is a four. So it'll be Marco, myself, and Kale. Okay. And now I will roll for the color. Right, okay. So one to six, whatever it lands on is the color that Marco and only Marco drafts for. Can you, can you tell us what the numbers are real quick? Yeah, yes, I can. All right, so one is red, two is blue, three is green, four is yellow, five is purple, and six is black. Purple? purple. Yeah. Purple's oh, actually, easy. Actually, you can do purple. Oh, yeah. Here we go. That is a four. So you got yellow. Okay. Oh, I'm jealous. All right, now for me. Okay. Oh, I it came up four again. I'm gonna re-roll it. Okay. Yeah. Six. Oh, come on. So I got black. Easy. It's gonna be so easy. And now for Kale. I was hoping for blue personally. Now for Kale. Another four. What is with me and fours today? <laughs> Another four. He's <laughs> a little. A one. Red. So Kale got okay. red. All right. So Marco is. Uh, yellow, I'm black, we know that, and kale is red. Uh, is this, um, how many? Big two? We'll do five. Yeah, big two. Five, big two, okay. Um, okay. Then you know what? I'll start. I have one. Um, uh, wasp. You got it. Batman. Well, uh, your color is black, Sean? Yeah. I'm going to go Spider-Man. This is my number one. Yes. And number two? Dead Man. Oh, oh yeah, nice. sure, sure, sure. Um, Venom. Uh, I got Sinestro. 
and shocker. Wow. For yellow. Wow. Good one. Wow. All right. I didn't. I, I didn't think we would get to the draft where shocker appeared. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, I will go with Black Panther. Uh, my third one will be Robin. Yeah. Uh, and I'll make my fourth. I'm going to make my fourth, uh, Wally West. Specifically the, uh, uh, Rebirth Wally West. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh... For my fourth, man, I could just name any character with black in the front, and yeah. I'm golden, but like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Null. Mm, nice. The king in black. I'm going to do reverse flash. Hey. And uh, gold. Oh, from the metal, metal man. man. Yeah. Ooh, good pull. I was going to do something else, but I was like, actually, maybe not. My favorite thing is watching Kale look like frantically look around <laughs> yeah. and figure out, like, red. what? Red, who's red? Red. <laughs> who's that cat? What cat? Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, it's my turn. Shit. Yeah. That is my last pick. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, wait, wait. I will. Sean, is it yours? Oh no, you, you just said um, I just chose no. No. Um, I will do. Listen, I'm gonna do Speedy. Mm. I've got Wally. I've got Dick. I'm gonna do Speedy. All right. Speedy, it is Roy Harper. And I will choose Black Bolt. Hmm. That was fast. We really tore through that one. Yeah, actually, I—I I mean, frankly, I could—I could probably do two more. You guys want to do two a, more? I have a, a draft of teenagers and a dead guy. <laughs> uh, two more? Yeah, can you do that? I, I mean, yeah, there are enough red characters. Surely, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, that would make Marco next. Uh, yeah. yeah. In that case, Kong, uh, Kong Gorilla. Okay. Uh, and then Bumblebee. From what? Uh, Teen Titans. Titans. Oh. All right. Uh, I will choose... I could just, like, easily say, like, Black Adam. <laughs> I just want it. Like, I want to challenge myself a little bit. Um... You know what? I'm just going to do it. Screw it. Black Adam. Yeah. yeah. That's it's funny. Such... Yeah. Because I'm going to do it too. And I'm going to say Captain Marvel Shazam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, that's okay. Yeah, that's funny. And for my next one, I'm keeping with my theme, but I'm going to do uh, Wonder Girl. Donna Troy. 
I think I think that puts me in a full card of the entire Teen Titans. Wait, isn't Donna Troy in all black? Not as Wonder Girl. Oh. Original Donna Troy is uh, her original costume was red. Mm. Sick. And now my last one. Um. Hmm. You know, for all I was about to say, for all these black named characters, I have no black people on my team, but I do have Black Panther. So at least I'm <laughs> filling that quota. Um. Hmm. Can I just draft Storm? Mm. In that She's leather jacket, costume, maybe. She? Yeah. She does have, she that, does that, have yeah. a black costume. I, I'll count it. Yeah, I'll count it. I'm drafting Storm with the with the fucking mohawk. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, Columbo in the chat got a. Oh, that's my my cat. <laughs> oh, you heard that? Sounded like a people sneeze. I don't know if I believe that was your cat. That's it, right? Yeah. That's it. That's seven. Yeah. All right. So, here we go. Uh, Marco drafted Watt for yellow. Wasp, Sinestro, Shocker, Reverse Flash, Gold, Kong Gorilla, and Bumblebee. I got for black, Batman, Venom, Black Panther, Null, Black Bolt, Black Adam, and Storm. And Kale for Red drafted Spider-Man, Dead Man, Robin, Wally West Flash, Speedy, Shazam, and Wonder Girl, Donna Troy. That was fun. That was good. good and we had good some good, uh, pretty quick quick reactions on those. Because it's endless, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. it's yeah. just endless. I was hoping that someone would get purple because I think purple is a lot of fun. It would be more interesting, yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot, and you'd have to draft like a lot of villains, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, purple would have been fun. What would be a hard color to draft for? Like if we did this again, but we eliminated the colors we use, what would we go to? Orange. Orange. Jeez. White. It's tough White. because you can't really, well, especially when you think of superheroes. Like, there's not a, a lot of like color mixing. To make like a a primary color costume, you know what I mean? You're not gonna get like a teal, right? You know, <laughs> a, yeah. a person in a teal suit. Brown, brown, brown could be, be hard. Yeah, brown. Wolverine. You can go to him in his brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cosmic tan. Yeah, brown. go to Wolverine. Uh, but... Copper. Bagman, the amazing Bagman. Oh sure. <laughs> Whoa, that is not his primary color. <laughs> What he's called the Amazing Bagman, first of all. So you're not looking, you're not looking at the sure. Fantastic Four suit. Oh my god! You're looking at the, the bag. bag. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That that wow. That, that that made sense, frankly. All right. No, it didn't. Let's see if we <laughs> let's see if we can collectively do brown just for the fuck of it. Uh, copper. From the metal man. Yeah. Isn't okay. Is anyone? Wolverine, the aforementioned Wolverine. Wolverine. Good one. Um, yeah. Brown. Brown. Oof. Brown. Brown. Uh, um. Oh my God. Um. From Spider-Man, villain, uh, Craven. No. Mm. More of a yellow leopard printy. Yeah. Gold yeah. leopard print. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the wood guy from uh, Swamp Thing. 
Woodrow? Woodrow. Oh, yeah. 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 Counts. Shit, that's a good one. Is that wow. three? <laughs> yeah, I think we're at three. I'm I'm struggling. Brown. Gambit? Oh, Brown. yeah. Coat? Trench coat, yeah. yeah. Constantine? I then? say by then, yeah. By extension. Although I guess probably most people think of Gambit with purple. So maybe he wouldn't count, but... For the sake of this, just because of how hard this shit is. Tough, yeah. Gambit. The Tyler in the chat says uh, Brood Queen. Oh, sure. Oh, I didn't know Tyler was around. I just showed up. Oh. Um, Thanks. Night Owl. Night Owl. Not brown. Yeah. yeah. Night Owl, nope. yeah. No, no kill? No. No? Got a red chest plate and um, sort of black and green wait which one are you i'm, I'm thinking about night night owl from uh Watchmen. oh from watchman Watchmen, i'm thinking yeah. oh i'm thinking of uh, uh dr midnight mm. idiot. Uh, idiot clay face oh yeah it was right yes. there yes. it was That's right there yep. <laughs> yeah yes scarecrow scarecrow yeah, yep. boom okay so that's it i mean we, we we actually were able to accomplish that and now we cannot do brown whenever <laughs> we do the color draft again because whoever shit. gets brown is going to know all this shit <laughs> The uh, Columbus purple team is cool. Yeah, we've got uh, Blink, Raven, Huntress, Psylocke, and Galactus. A special shout-out to the Phantom. That's good. Damn, that's good. Damn, that's good. Love it. Um, Do you want to close the poll? How long has it been going? Uh, It's been on for like a minute or two. All right, so don't close the poll quite yet. Um... I want to say, first of all, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody. If you celebrate, if you don't celebrate, you know, at least you have off. Hopefully you have some time off from work or school or whatever it is that you do. And you are able to enjoy that thoroughly with some comics. You know, thank you for spending. Yeah. Thank you for spending some amount of your holiday weekend with us. If you've been engaged with us here live or watching us after, we appreciate you so much. Next week, we are presenting you with our 2023 Pally Awards. We're answering and finding out the prediction results from last year, and we'll be doing some predictions for 2024. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're actually going to have a special start time. We're going to start the show at 12. So come hang out with us in the afternoon next week for our final. Wait, it's not our final, is it? Yes. Yes, Our final episode of the year. You don't want to miss it. I am giving you a pal's guarantee. This episode is going to be capital F fun. We're going to have a blast. And we need you. We need you because the audience determines the winner of any awards in a tiebreaker situation. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So we're going to need you. So show up next week. Bring your best. Wear your, your, your Saturday best, I guess, for the last episode of the year we want to spend the end of year with you all Culumbo says oh my god my first pallies yeah it's fun oh you're gonna have a blast Culumbo yeah yes absolutely patreon.com slash the comics pals I want to give a huge shout out to everybody that I had to announce joining the pals verse today you guys are amazing thank you so 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 much and everybody who's been a part of it this has been an incredible year so much of that is due to all of you thank you thank you thank you Our channel members want to shout them out as well. Thank you so much for all your support. 
we have been putting out videos steadily every single week. Every week for our channel members. These evergreen videos that we've been doing um, that you know we really enjoy. We hope you enjoy them too. Channel members get some perks from us. Hopefully you're enjoying them. Thank you. Um, vote in the listener pick poll Please. so that Please. Oh my God. to determine what we'll be reviewing next week on Palace Pulls, the last Palace Pulls of the year as well. Prevent the Flash from winning. Oh, whoa, Please. whoa. Please. Biased opinion. We, we can't do this. Unfair. Trying to sway the vote. If you can if you can campaign for Flash, I can campaign against the Flash. I don't see how someone could vote against that hot ass cover for the Gang War Kung Fu book with Shang-Chi and Spider-Man. Or even yeah. Alan Scott Green Lantern, which frankly has been one of the better minis of the year. Yep. Cause the minions are like active, Dracula? Man. Like, come on. Yeah, Dracula is, is just getting cooked, and I don't know why. An absolute stacked week, and the fucking Flash is winning. Come on. Give it to me. Sue Chaos. Oh, what a shame. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna close the poll. Let's see. Yeah. We got what's this? I don't like this one bit. Well, Marco wins the poll with fifty percent of the vote. I came in second with thirty three percent of the vote, and Kale rounding out the bottom with sixteen percent of the Oops. vote. You know what? I I I don't see it. I think you guys got it wrong. I'm sorry. I had the entire Teen Titans. That's you got to give me points for being clever at least. And Spider Man, who could have been a member of the freaking Teen Titans. <laughs> Come on. I love having this I think, power. Mar- I think Marco's still cheating. I think he's I, still I probably voted for himself. I didn't. Or right? I didn't. I, I, ha- I have it open just so we can. Uh, yeah, I, 50%. That wasn't me. Six votes. I can't do that. It doesn't math. It maths if you voted for yourself, which took me out of the running. Huh? It, 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 it maths for that. My God, Sean, have you seen the? <laughs> have you seen the YouTube? I didn't even want to say anything about it because it's genuinely irritating. <laughs> I can't believe. Yeah, that is, you've done that this. Is awful. You um, have so abused your power. <laughs> <laughs> that is beyond bad. Um, <laughs> plugs, Kale. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Comics Pals. You can find me on Instagram at Toto Into. That's T O T O I N T O W. You can find my work at Kelward.com. That's C L E W A R D.com. Marco. Uh, follow me on all socials at Mr. Marco Animoto. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. We will see you next week for an incredible finish to the year with the Pallies. Hopefully you'll join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Until then, you're the comments. Talk. 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 Talk.